0: Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. Tuesdays, 8 pm, is Dr. Swami time. Ask Swami. And today we are going to talk to Dr. Swami about. His life experiences as a politician, where he has done yeoman service to the country, never really looking for any gain out of the initiatives that he has picked up. And yet, when it comes to give credit, unfortunately, there is someone always waiting in the uh, wings to snatch that. And and this is not one time, this is not one party. It's been across the spectrum. And and yet the man soldiers on, he's 82 years young, and he is the member of Rajya Sabha. Formerly, he was a union minister of law, commerce, and justice. Let's welcome Dr. Subramanian Swami. Dr. Swami Namaskar, and welcome to Peguru's channel. Uh, sir, you're muted, sir. Yeah, thank you. You're, oh, you're okay now. Yeah, you're okay, okay now. You're okay now. Yeah.
1: Okay, just a minute. Some it wants me to uh, restart. I'll say not now. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, uh, uh, my P. Gurus uh, has always found very attractive uh, uh, titles for speaking. Uh, Your programs are highly successful and uh, I find one of the reasons is you have uh, very attractive uh, headlines for the program. So this is one which is uh, you know, a lot of people have shown interest in uh, listening to. Credit snatching is a disease because it's, it's basically uh, something that somebody else can do, but you can't do, and yet you want the glory of having done it. Now, this has gone on for centuries. Uh, I, I remember when I was a student of mathematics, I was told that calculus, uh, which is widely held to be uh, invented by Newton, actually, I was told that it was in the class that it was a German uh, scientist, uh, mathematician called Leibniz who who had uh, invented it. He had corresponded with with, uh, Newton and Newton then passed it off as his own. Well, um, uh, later on, I found that actually the person who first corresponded with uh, with calculus much before uh, um, Leibniz wrote to Newton was Bhaskar Acharya in India, and nobody's given him credit even today. Our governments are not giving him credit, and in fact, he definitely deserves the credit for having invented calculus. Uh, we found in others also, you know, uh, from India. Um, uh, uh, rocket, for example. Uh, but but there, there's acknowledgement has started. If supposing there's a book called One, Two, Three, Infinity, written by a man called George Gamow, uh, biggest vice, bestseller. And he starts by saying that it is the Hindus who discovered rocketry. And they, discuss, discuss, uh, they discovered the propulsion system. And the credit really goes to them. In fact, they used it in battle and the battle, uh, actually, he quotes as uh, actually the, the battle where uh, uh, Tipu Sultan, on behalf of the My- Mysore Raja, was a Hindu. Uh, you know, he waged a battle against the uh, uh, British and uh, he used rockets. And uh, Gamau describes that uh, those rockets were picked up from the battlefield and taken to England. And then they did what they call as reverse engineering and were able to create rockets. So the rockets uh, that the uh, British began using in India in the late 19th century were actually uh, reverse uh, engineering rockets. And uh, so India was the, again the inventor. Even within their own country in England, for example, uh, we have uh, we are in t- calculus taught something called the Maclaurin C- series. Now, Maclaurin series is widely used for Taking a complicated equation or a complicated compound or uh, in algebra, and then uh, bringing it into into a uh, into uh, breaking it down into a, a series, uh, and then therefore it becomes easier to calculate. Uh, but Maclaurin had no knowledge of mathematics, so how did he come up with this uh, uh, Maclaurin series? Uh, he was in fact only a printer and uh, the genius was a man called sterling but he had no money so he sold his research to this printer who in order to get status uh, passed it off as his own Uh, so i mean we have lots and lots of these cases and uh, over the years uh, slowly in American system, uh, particularly, and uh, there, thereafter, the British system, the German system, they began moving towards acknowledgement. And in fact, the patent system of which uh, you, Shri um, Ayer, should be uh, proud of, you got, I think, 37 or 38 uh, patents, um, which people can't copy. And if they copy, there'll be a criminal invest, uh, prosecution. Uh, for uh, for copying, so uh, today we are in a much better position in protection, but still, uh, the uh, in uh, in uh, in social sciences we haven't been able to do it, and the worst is in the uh, in the area of, of politics. So before I go into specific uh, recent in which I've been affected, uh, I think I should stop here and ask you if you have any questions about what I've just said.
0: Um, Dr. Swami, actually you have set the stage very well. Uh, In fact, the reason why United States is so far ahead in terms of uh, being uh, able to do cutting-edge research is the fact that its intellectual property system is very, very strong and that once you have a patent, you have a patent. They call it patent here, uh, also called patent uh, elsewhere. (laughs) Um, And I've had some very interesting experiences when I'm asked to defend uh, my my patent and and how i get quizzed and so on and so forth luckily so far i've been able to win all these situations where you know they would put me on the stage there, there were two of us uh, the te- the key technical people who uh, did most of those 37 patents and the other person was a white american and and i was a brown and and guess who always got called up on the uh, witness box to explain it was always i so that's okay this this is uh, this is one of those things you know lawyers have every right to call whoever whomever they want um the important takeaway uh, dr swami from all this is that credit where credit is due is extremely important and and you've also mentioned the name of the inventor sterling sir sterling invented an engine to this date, nobody has beaten its efficiency. It uses hot air, believe it or not, sir. Hot air, cold air. The hot air will push the piston once it once the hot air escapes to the outside. Then it pulls back because there's a vacuum created. Again, you heat it; it pushes out. So you see the push-pull, push-pull, which can in turn become you know start rotating a wheel. So Sterling had this engine, and and, and is an amazing character. There's one other person from whom a lot of credit was snatched that was the inventor called nikolai tesla and and and, and i can tell you stories and stories and stories about it we all mm-hmm. revere thomas alva edison the inventor but uh, once you start looking at their battles it, it's it's a, it's a story for another day dr Swami, mm-hmm. but the, the the viewers are probably interested in your experiences as a politician Yes, yes take sir. up a uh, yeah we are, you take up a cause which is in the public interest <laughs> and and I I mean, I, I'd like you to regale us with some of your stories. I yes, want to sir. mention a few <laughs> perhaps less known things. But, sir, yes. I, I leave it back to you, sir.
1: Uh-huh. Well, I think uh, the, um, the worst place for uh, plagiarism, cop- uh, you know, stealing other people's work, claiming it to be the yours is politics. It's totally uncharted. There is <laughs> no law. You, at least as scientists, have now patent act and even in the commercial area, you have the WTO and you have uh, a whole lot of other things by which you can uh, uh, take, you know, you have invented something or you have brought a new model and somebody copies it. So uh, there's a lot of uh, safeguards. But the one place where there's no safeguard, and especially if uh, a genuine person um, with a you know a research mind creates something and somebody else uh, steal, you know wants to steal it and he is very powerful then the media essentially blacks you out and it becomes uh, somebody else's thing so i give you some examples for, i'll give you my personal examples last of all but first let me give you some uh, examples take uh, the question of who built the nation uh, now, of course, a lot of changes have happened in the last 20 years uh, in terms of uh, new generations, learning uh, facts and the availability of, of internet and so many things have made a lot of difference. But uh, when I was a college, a school student, uh, we thought that India was put together uh, after Gandhi, uh, Jawaharlal Nehru. And we hardly heard uh, of, uh, during the 50s and early 60s uh, Sardar Patel's name. In fact, I was shocked, see, when I, as a minister, uh, was asked by, and I was the senior most minister, so I had a lot of access to data and so on, secret files. And uh, Chandrasekhar, who was the prime minister, one day told me, you know, the Republic Day is coming and so we have to give some Bharat Ratna. So could you suggest some names? so i said i can suggest some names but let me first see who all have got it so far so that i don't suggest somebody who's already got it and i was shocked that both uh, in the uh, which was of course cured by the uh, previous um, vp singh government but both uh, uh, ambedkar and sardar patel had not got bharat Ratna. now um, Uh, Sardar Patel was extraordinary, you see. In fact, I I, I saw um, the files and I was surprised to see that Jawaharlal Nehru nominated himself when the the Balatanta was uh, initiated. And Sardar Patel's name was proposed from below in the files and then it was cut out. I mean, I can't believe... The contribution of Sardar Patel, which only people are now realizing, you know what, the British played dirty mischief with us. They not only partitioned our country, but they also they told each of the kings that you are now free country. We, we came and we took it over, uh, took over your kingdom and, uh, you know, uh, uh, we, didn't, uh, we didn't replace you. You continue to be king, but the, the regent we appointed there, he ran your government. And uh, so now we are saying we are going. So you are all free countries. You decide if you want to go to Pakistan, you will decide if you want to go to India. And Sardar Patel, in those days, he was in fact uh, becoming quite ill also. Uh, He met, there were 600 kingdoms which were created. And if they all had remained as, uh, as, uh, uh, as independent kingdoms, without merging into India. India would have looked like a, a moth-eaten piece of uh, of cake, you see. Uh, so, uh, holes, 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 or like Swiss cheese or something like that. And uh, Pakistan would have looked much better. But anyway, the fact is that Sadar Patel devoted himself to meeting each king and using the old Sanskrit phrase, Samadama Abheda Dand you know, some he threatened, some he uh, cajoled, some way bribed, you know, in the end, out of 600 cons- uh, independent kingdoms, he had uh, uh, five, uh, almost 500 uh, who were uh, merged into India and one or two places, of course, he had to use force because the uh, king uh, agreed and then uh, he didn't agree and you know, there were a lot of problems and Kashmir. Uh, uh, Sardar Patel made the king sign the Instrument of Accession. Now, let me explain this Instrument of Accession. It was originally created by the British in in their 1935 Indian constitution. The British have uh, 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 um, brought a constitution which was uh, British India and there they had recognized the kingdoms but said that in the event in the future, you want to merge into British India, then you have to sign something called the Instrument of Accession. And that same thing was utilized by Sardar Patel uh, because we are not, uh, I mean, the power uh, to uh, transfer was uh, decided by 1947. probably uh, well, That we, will be 1947, August 15. But uh, these all, the processes started in on the March, April of 1947. So Sardar Patel, spent an enormous amount of time talking to each of the kingdoms and got them to sign. And they became part of India. He ultimately was left with only one that Kashmir and Nehru said, I am a Kashmiri, so give this at least to me. But uh, Sardar Patel knew that he will do some mess about with it. So what he did is quietly, uh, this is something which has not come in the press and I am surprised that the RSS has also not played it up. It was uh, Guru Golwalka who was asked by Sardar Patel and I got the documents on it. um, Sardar Patel to go to Kashmir and tell him that the Pakistanis are coming. They will take it over and you better join India. And uh, the king was hesitant. No, no, I have got my majority Muslims. I'll be in trouble this, that. But by the time Golwalka left and came back to Delhi, Uh, the Pakistanis had come uh, very close to Srinagar and therefore he hastily signed. He was even that time saying, I'll sign it, but you know, it doesn't mean complete merger. So then uh, Sardar Patel said, no military will go for you. You then deal with the Pakistanis. And so he got it done. So I'm saying here, did he get any credit? Even Bharat Ratna, he did not get till 1991 and a file initiated by Subramaniam Swami and signed by Chandrasekhar, Prime Minister of India. It is all on record. Of course, our government fell before we could hold a ceremony, so Nasima Rao held the ceremony. So uh, therefore, I am giving you this example. What kind of mentality it is that you didn't recognize Ambedkar was a great scholar and uh, you. Uh, took his works, his ideas, and passed it off as your own. And Jawaharlal Nehru became the great scholar uh, who wrote the discovery of India and this and that. And, uh, and uh, these two Dehati's, uh, <laughs> Dr. ambedkar he was no Dehati. He got a PhD in economics from Columbia. How many people know this? You see, they talk about Pandit Jawaharlal Nehru. The man didn't pass even this Cambridge education uh, uh, BA exam. He got what is called as a gentleman pass, which is that anybody coming from the colony is not sent back home. uh, Even if he has failed, they give him what is called as a gentleman pass. So you can write B.A. Cambridge. So here that and then you have Ambedkar. 1916, he goes to Columbia and gets a PhD in economics, writes a thesis on monetary economics, which is even today relevant. Then comes to England and here he uh, uh, gets a DSE from London School in uh, in economics again another PhD it's a doctorate of uh, science uh, it's a little higher and then after that he goes and becomes a lawyer he comes to India and uh, three people are selected to for the constitution uh, for the building of the con- developing of the constitution uh, the president of the constituent assembly Rajendra Prasad the uh, the Chairman of the Fundamental Rights Committee of the Constituent Assembly, that is Sardar Patel, and the uh, person who would pilot the, the, the bill uh, of the Constitution and accept and deny amendments, the most hard task of all, Sir Dr. Ambedkar. And the, Dr. Ambedkar, such a patriot, when the last minute when everything was set and the everything was going to the... A printer, uh, uh, Farooq Abdullah, uh, Sheikh Abdullah came running to, uh, to, um, uh, to Dr. Ambedkar say that uh, um, 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 Nehru's asked me to uh, put in article 370 in the constitution, into the constitution. And you know what uh, Ambedkar said, me put in article 370 as you call it, I am not a traitor, I will not touch it. I will not move any such thing and do you know that ultimately it was a crisis and whether the constitution adopted so they bypassed uh, Ambedkar and got uh, Gopala Swami Iyengar who was then regent in Kashmir to bring a a bill which was opposed by everybody. But Sadar Patel got up and said Nehru has told me that as long as. The matter is not admitted into, for hearing the UN Security Council we will keep it, after that we'll scrap it. So that's why as as temporary provision regarding the state of Jammu and Kashmir. Because Jammu and Kashmir had merged into India by, because Sardar Patel got signaled. So coming back, I will begin by saying that we have been so unfair to the people who liberated our country. Even today on Savarkar, all kinds of stories. Do you want me to tell you stories about Jawaharlal Nehru and, uh, and, uh, and Mahatma Gandhi? It, it, you know, one, one must understand the larger contribution. I, I am not saying that Jawaharlal Nehru is a traitor. I dislike him intensely the, as a personality. But he did, he did participate in the freedom struggle. And uh, in his own way, he contributed. Not as much as people say, but certainly something. Uh, but there were people who have also contributed, who are not remembered like that. Rajagopalachari, um Jai Prakash Narayan. And so what we have found is that the totality of the of the achievement of our foreign, of our um, independence has gone to Jawaharlal Nehru. And uh, that is part of the, uh, uh, the snatching. So this is how I, uh, we uh, we start now. <coughs> You come down to more recent times when I've been in politics and before I do do that, um, maybe you can put in some words uh, so that I get some inspiration to talk about the present.
0: Yes indeed Dr. Swami, thank you so much for setting the context here. Um, viewers, I think we are not going to be able to include any questions from you today because there is so <laughs> much material to cover. Um, and and uh, Swami lion that's the name of uh, his ha- Twitter handle, he has put together a great graphic that shows all the different things that Dr. Swami did for the country and and in many of these things, in fact, I should say all of them, it's always the nation's interest that he was looking for, not for any personal interest. However, not many uh, actually are still recognized. I just wanted to give one story, Dr. Swami, with your permission, where you had worked for giving admission to children of Sri Lankan refugees in Indian universities. And and I I am witness to a friend of mine who lives in the Bay Area today. And and, and this individual was caught in the refugee camp in uh, Sri Lanka, especially around Colombo and he had taken the IIT entrance exam and he had passed and and he had been given admission on a particular year, but he couldn't leave that place to come to India to pursue his course. and and The next year, uh, when he tried to get back, the the then IIT director honored it and he said, it's okay that you didn't take this year's exam. You took last year's exam. We will still honor your rank and we will give you an admission. And this person is a, you know, is a professor now in 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 the United States, and all this happened because of some of the initiatives that you took. I mean, this Tamil Nadu politicians are, you know, they are. I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm going to refrain myself from using some colorful <laughs> language, but but they 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 are some of the most. Uh, uh you know I- I- in terms of uh, mindset you know how to steal credit snatching they have done phds in this and, and 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 they will try their level best to try and run down anybody who doesn't listen to them who ca- stands up to them in fact somebody like dr swami who even gets rid of them politically when when the, the time has to be done so you know all those people who say that Dr. Swami didn't do anything for the Tamils. Just think about it. There are many people, <laughs> many many children, many children who what fault was it? 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds who were stranded because of the riots in the 80s in Sri Lanka, and and yeah. Dr. Swami found a way for them to be educated in India. Mm-hmm. So so th- this is just one drop in the ocean. I'm mentioning, and the reason I'm using this is because he is a true friend of somebody. Who is knowledgeable? Who has knowledge? Who wants to pursue knowledge? You will be. You'll find no better a friend than Dr. Swami. Dr. Swami, now I yield floor back to you, sir. Please, okay. uh, you know, regale okay. us with some of the uh, uh, the bigger ones that where you felt that you had <laughs> you're shortchanged. Yeah. Well, you
1: know, the thing is that if I talk about India, oh, there'll be. Thousands and thousands of things for me to recite. Be, <laughs> uh, I don't think you have the time. And uh, but let me take some big ones, big whoppers. Um, first of all, there's in the for the DMK there was always a special hatred for me, because I I was what is called as a Brahmin. Now, of course, uh, I qualify to be a Brahmin because Lord Krishna in Gita says that a uh, Brahmin is one who is a jnani and certainly I've got a PhD, a genuine PhD, not a fake one. Uh, and I've been a professor. I've done research papers which are now world class and even one with jointly with Paul Samuelson in index numbers, which is considered a classic. It's there in every course uh, course reading and uh second is uh atyagi. I know atyagi because i gave up america i gave up uh, getting a good job in the companies in india uh I, I just chose chose not to be advisor and things like that in uh in uh uh in in, in my advisor, excuse me, I have to take a phone and I took it. Uh, So therefore, uh, therefore, the, you know, the issue is this, Um, uh, despite uh, being qualified to be a Brahmin, I have never boasted about being a Brahmin. I never flaunted about being, but the DMK considered me even more dangerous because of that. If I had been a traditional Brahmin with this and with my Chutya and so on. They would have had found me easier to caricature me, and so anything I did, they did not give me credit. So I'll give you some examples, and this included, by the way, Jayalalitha uh, as DMK chief also, uh, ADMK chief also. One is um, uh, I did this Mulla Periyar thing. Now in nineteen fifty nine. Uh, MGR, who was a g- very popular leader, but uh, zero in general knowledge, and uh, he didn't know how to deal with uh, shrewd characters in politics like uh, uh, the Kerala chief minister, uh, um, who uh, fooled him into signing an agreement on Mulla Periyar to lower the uh, water level uh, that is, say, uh, you know, blocked. And so, from 152 feet of uh, water level, which meant the water spread into a very vast area and irrigated large amounts of uh, Tamil Nadu area. Is, and and Mullaperiyar Dam is literally on the border with uh, with uh, with, uh, 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 with Kerala. Kerala. Uh, so, uh, the uh, so what uh, happened is that the Kerala uh, media went berserk about the uh, Memulaperia breaking up, cracking up, this and that. And so uh, the chief minister of Kerala, uh, he uh, advised uh, my, um, my Mr. M.G. Um, Ramachandran, who is also by the way, originally born in Kerala, uh, saying that, you know, you are think, taken as God by the people and therefore you must save us from being all drowned, and so lower the uh, water level, uh, saving water level from 152 feet to 136 feet, 1959, and he did it. And Vast areas of Tamil Nadu agriculture suddenly became uh, without water, and it was. Sir, a very I candid- think the year might be
0: 1979, sir, because. In-
1: 79, in- not 59. Yes, you're yeah. right. 79, Thank you. Thank sir.
0: you. Thank yeah, you. <laughs>
1: Uh, So now, in 1990, uh, uh, you know, I I started the agitation against Jailita's corruption in 1992, although I was instrumental in bringing her as chief minister because in 1991, I was minister in Chandrasekhar's government and I found uh, Chandrasekhar and I, found that um, uh, Karnandiri was passing all our national secrets which we were forwarding to him uh, about LTT activities to the LTT and calling them to his office and giving them reports that we were sending. So we warned him, don't do it, but he continued to do it. So we decided to dismiss it. He never thought we would dismiss it. We dismissed it and it was a totally peaceful transfer. Elections were held. and. Um, Uh, Karnanidhi's party got just two seats out of 234. Can you believe it? (laughs) party, which has been a ruling party, suddenly ended up with just two seats, Uh, such a big blow. So he was uh, in this uh, ugly mood about me and he thought that I did it because Chalita was a Brahmin. So I wanted to bring in a Brahmin and the usual folklore. So I I decided to stay in uh, Tamil Nadu and give up national politics because Jailitha whom I brought suddenly became extremely arrogant and uh, she began attacking uh, opponents physically. Even I was attacked um, so many times. I must have escaped uh, deaths at least 12 times. It looks uh, silly to say it now uh, but uh, because uh, I knew that she had some uh, problems uh, in how to deal with opponents. And uh, so um, uh, ultimately she was defeated. She lost the election. And during the, the election, when I got elected uh, subsequently, I made a pledge that if I come uh, become an MP, I will see that the Mullah Periyar level is raised back to 152. So uh, uh, that had a huge impact. And I got elected and I got elected in Madurai, which is, of course, my hometown, but uh, never in the history uh, a Brahmin could get elected, never in the history uh, a um, a National Party could get elected. And uh, invariably, uh, uh, I I became the first. I got elected and and then I got to work on it. I went to the High Court and then. couldn't get very because by then Karunanidhi had come back to power, and then um, uh, uh, he, he put in all his uh, legal battery, and it was like one against others. It had an impact. I didn't get uh, very far, and so uh, I decided to appeal uh, to the Supreme Court. In the Supreme Court, it took me about uh, uh, for five years, but I won the case, and the court ordered. That uh, to raise the uh, level back to 152. Now immediately and by then, Karnanidhi had come back to power. And every day, you know, Karnanidhi did it. Karanji did it. One day, I, uh, I uh, ran into Karnanidhi in uh, in uh, one place and I asked him, "What did you do for Mama? Ninga on the ma. Mulla so, he said, <laughs> so I, wrote, I wrote letters. <laughs> it was a court case. So, that kind of lies. And everybody said, oh, he wrote letters. That, wrote that. So he wrote letters. So, it's like repeating. So, at no stage. And the same thing happened when Jairita came to power. And the same thing happened when the 2G happened. Jairita claimed all the credit. She went around uh, the, all over Tamil Nadu during the election and said Delta is 1,76,000 has come back to the treasury and so on. So I think the, the Tamil Nadu politics is entirely based on preying on other people's activity, you know, achievements and, uh, or if they don't have achievements, they, they, they do fraud. So this is an example where it was so blatant. Uh, that here is a man who goes to court, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it, it's, it's available evidence, but they don't give you credit. And it has happened again in other things also, um, uh, where, you know, in the question of the Savanayaka uh, temple. Uh, of course, now because we have internet, we have, um, you, you know, uh, um, social media stuff. So we are able to, um, you know, uh, mitigate that. But the fact is, is even today, that thing is continuing. It's continuing even in the BJP. Now, Ram Mandir, Ram uh, Setu, Ram Setu, RSS, BJP, everybody got together and opposed it. That is Ashok Singhal and uh, uh, Sudarshanji of RSS and all the five Shankarachas, everybody signed uh, a writ petition, went to court and it was dismissed and uh, and ironically uh, the breaking of ram's uh, setu uh, by the uh, setu samadhan ship project that project was brought and adopted by mr atalvi vajpai on a recommendation provided by the then minister state for shipping mr arun jetli now you tell me they are they, they do this and then these people have to go and they fail. So ultimately Ashok Singhal came to me and said, I'll commit suicide if they break Ram Setu because Ram Setu was going to be broken by the then coalition government of Mr. Vajpayee and Karunanidhi. They were in a coalition that time. And to please him, he went along with it. So at that time I said, well, now where is the, where is the rule? For 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 me uh, opportunity because you have already lost the case how can I go back to the Supreme Court with it so Ashok Singhal uh, you know kept on persuading saying that it will be impossible for me to live so I found a way by which I could go to the Supreme Court I got to stay I won that case Ram Setu, the only thing that uh, the, I filed two petitions one. And, uh, nobody can touch Ram Setu 2. It should be declared as a nat- national heritage monument. Both have been granted, but the uh, Mr. Ma- 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 Narendra Modi's government refuses to recognize Ram Setu as a uh, national heritage monument. It's not emotional. Uh, the, the act, ancient monuments and archaeological remains act of 1958. It's in section 2 lists five criteria for declaring something as a national heritage monument and uh, Ram Setu qualifies on all five. And overwhelmingly, for instance, it must be more than 100 years. It is more than 7,000 years. So I mean, 100 years nothing. So even today, the Minister of Culture, Parlad Patel, a fine gentleman. uh, He, the Sangha RSS approached him and said, please help Swami to uh, pursue this matter. So he called a meeting of all the officials, got a consensus, prepared the file, sent it to um, Narendra Modi. It is lying on his desk for the last six years and minister who sent the file has been removed from his ministership. So... Uh, what is the problem that perhaps this it could be nothing else but jealousy. I should get same thing with Ram Mandir. People don't know that Ram Mandir's uh, litigation started at the Allahabad High Court as a property dispute. The Hindus, uh, Hindus, uh, Sadhus wanted uh, that the, uh, uh, that they were the or, or trustees. And it should be given to them. And uh, the Muslims said, no, this is Vakaf board property and we can't part with it. And uh, Allahabad High Court, after 26 years, decided that uh, it should be uh, partitioned. This Neither, it was not acceptable to both. They came to Supreme Court. For seven years, Supreme Court refused to hear the matter. And then again, Ashok Singhal came, I'm in my last years, please help me. He held a press conference and declared. I've asked Swami to take over from where I'm leaving off. And so I don't know what to do. And suddenly the idea came to me that why I don't go by another route. And that route was that my faith says Ram was born there. Can you challenge me? No, because it has been widely established by the Supreme Court judgments that faith cannot be questioned under uh, on the factual basis. There's no such thing. Otherwise. Uh, Bethlehem. How do you know that uh, Christ was born in Bethlehem? It's pure faith. Somebody had a dream that uh, he was born there and everybody's accepted it. So here also it is faith that Ram was born there. Two, if it is faith, then I have a fundamental right to pray there. And therefore, I want your bloody property right? <laughs> you know, issues. I want my fundamental right. I don't care whether the Muslims have it or the Hindus have it, but I want to pray there. That's my fundamental right and we have won on that basis. And of course, uh, we also argued that the uh, mosque can be shifted and in Saudi Arabia, they shifted. That's also been accepted and mosque has been shifted to Faisalabad. So after that, the prime minister has ensured, I don't go anywhere where there is a function for Ram Ramimundir. He himself held a foundation stone thing. He kept me out. Not only me, of course. By the way, also Shri Shankar did a lot to bring Hindus and Muslims together on this issue. So uh, this is a malady, not of individuals, but a hangover from the period we were in. Uh, we were in. Uh, um, uh, we were under British rule, and we became mean characters. And uh, uh, the British, of course, won't let you do anything. So whatever little you did, you, you you claim credit. This credit snatching is a disease which we have to overcome. And the Americans have overcome it by patent law. And we need to do it in a way. We have a patent law. But it's too weak and there are no enough, uh, okay. But I think oh, we should... In every, you know, it's just I have a crowd. For example, in Twitter, there will be idiots who will come. They will be paid by the the, uh, the government people in government, and they will claim all kinds of things, which is not true. And on those which are true, will be uh, will be uh, put in the background. For example, China, China has now taken four thousand square kilometers of your country, uh, but does any newspaper say that? Does Mr. Modi say that China is an aggressor, is aggressed and taken out territory? No. All media will say on the border, on the border. The problem is in the border. There's no border. The Chinese have crossed over and created a new border and a new law also (laughs) saying that you can't question their border. So it is in this context where I think that credit snatching is a mental uh, malady and it should be from childhood instilled in people that never snatch the credit of This our ancient Hindus used to say that over and over again, never snatch the fruit of the hard work of somebody else. And that is something that we have to do. And I think you have made a great contribution by holding for the first time. I think I don't think anybody else has held a TV program like this. I think we need more TV programs and expose those people who snatch credit
0: and make it their own. Thank you very much, Dr. Swami. I have one lingering question. I think it was yes. 2015 or 2016. You are addressing a meeting in Mumbai. I was uh, I was present there and the question came to how to make the Indian Judiciary Act faster. And you had an excellent suggestion, which was that High Court judges Supreme Court judges, they retire by the time they are 60 or 62 or 63, something like that.
1: They have another
0: 20 years of fruitful life that they can lead because of the longevity today that you can have them dispose of the the routine cases and let the Supreme Court judges only look at those cases where the interpretation of the Constitution comes into play like the way it is done in the United States. Certainly, yeah. our judiciary is overworked, even though it's also overloaded. Uh, Dr. Swami, this seems to me a very reasonable suggestion, a very workable suggestion. And and can you can I enlighten our viewers? Enlighten our viewers. It's now five six years since then. Has there been any movement in this direction, or <laughs> our, our, our milords are still sitting in their ivory tower saying we will ch- <laughs> choose whoever we want to choose that nobody else can tell us how to uh, appoint this appellate judge system, which, in my opinion, is a huge, huge plus. I, I This is personal, sir. I have been yeah. through courts. I have start, stood up to some yeah. of the hardest lawyers of uh, United States who all had only one goal, to tell that I am a liar, to prove in my own <laughs> words that I was a liar because then my patent collapses. I've, I've been through this. I know what it means, sir. What is, is there any uh, progress in yeah. this direction? When is India going to do this?
1: Listen, um, there are many things which just requires one individual to do it. And that individual should be the law minister. Um, I give you before this, this is, a, this is the, what you mentioned is a issue of the idea to my heart. I've been propagating it quite a lot uh, in private uh, conversations. But when I was a minister, I discovered that in our uh, civil procedure code and civil civil suits take the longest time, uh, there is something called interrogatory and discovery. America has it too. And the Americans have made that into a fine art. So in America, nothing goes to court till you find, uh, till you have settled all the things like you want this document you want that you want this and so on which we spend uh you know from hearing to hearing in a hearing i'll say no i want this document and then it's adjourned for two months and then you get the document then it's adjourned uh, to uh, assess the document uh, uh, later in another hearing so in that i found that i went to the chief justice as a law minister and said why don't we implement is it? already there in our civil procedure court? I'm not asking a new enactment. And you know what he told me? If you do that, it means the work of lawyers will increase and they will have to do their homework and uh, they will have to sit across the table, you know, in the American system. You sit yes, across yes, the yes. table and, uh, and you know, you, you give documents and take documents. He said that they will, uh, there will be a revolt, there will be strikes and uh, you will not be able to function. And so I couldn't do it. But this is one. And this is entirely due to the fact that you have worked out a system by which everybody shares a little bit of the loot and nobody gets ahead on merit. If you have this uh, system of uh, discovery and... Uh, and interrogatories, you will find the best lawyers will come in the, in the forefront. That's one. Now, uh, uh, I had felt why should a chief justice or a supreme court judge, or even a high court judge, or even a trial court judge, retire so early? And you know, today, for example, our the our government's attorney general is V K K Venugopal. You know how many, how old he is? He's, I think, either 92 or 93. And absolutely fit. So you should be looking at the fitness. When Jetley told me that anyone over 75, we cannot make ministers, I said, well, you are not yet 65. I don't know whether you'll cross 65. I said, is isn't a joke. But in the end, he didn't cross 65. So how can you make mortality Connect, connect with the age and uh, do it. Fitness is something which is, is a is a uh, is an art which you have to develop uh, yourself through your self-discipline. So you can be fit if uh, if KK Venu Gopal can uh, go to court and argue even today at the age of ninety two or ninety three. I, I think uh, and then you had uh, we had a candidate uh, Sri Dharan in Kerala. He went campaigning everywhere like any of us. So I shouldn't say any of us because I'm also now 83. and going around the country as if I'm still not crossed the age of 30. So uh, the issue is the fitness is there. Now, I find really fit people retiring. And then they collapse because they're sitting at home just watching television. Literally, or they have to be friendly with some minister would make you some commission chairman or human rights commission that sort of thing but most of the honest upright people who would not do this they sit at home and it's very sad so what i suggested is you create a uh, high court supreme court and a uh, uh, what do we call as appellate court anything the supreme court doesn't want to take uh, it passes on to them and says, please deal with it. Because there are questions which don't involve fundamental rights. They don't involve issues. They don't involve precedents. nothing. So there are a lot of these people. People come on everything in, uh, in our country. To be. Each of our judges deal with uh, uh, 200 cases, uh, 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 you know, uh, per day. And you would be surprised the United States Supreme Court deals with only 200 cases a year because they have a filter system. And so by the time you come to the Supreme Court, you have the plaintiff has only 20 minutes to uh, make his presentation. His uh, defendant has to, his respondent has to get another 20 minutes. Then to reply, uh, the plaintiff gets another 10 minutes and then the entire court here their court separate sit separately entire court then gets up goes inside their room may maybe come back after one one hour two hours 10 minutes whatever and then they make the announcement because they have already read everything and uh, they just uh, oh, in case they miss something they hear the uh, plaintiffs uh, uh, presentation and the defendants presentation So that's an efficient system. So I'm saying for Indian system, first reduce the load. How every bench should be able to parcel this out. And there will be a very large number. Maybe you can have a thousand people into and make them into, you know, courts of five and uh, and send them to this way. They can deal with day to day issues. Even common men will get relief fast and the issues, fundamental issues of, uh, of you know, uh, of laying down the law or striking down a law, all these can be considered by the active uh, uh, Supreme Court. That's what was my proposal. I couldn't proceed further, the vested interest too much in the case of the uh, discovery and the uh, interrogatories. the lawyers put up a stiff resistance. I couldn't cross that. And here on this, uh, it becomes Uh, 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 difficult because the, uh, the government of the day wants fewer and fewer judges because then it becomes much easier to have influence and so unless you have enlightened people enter politics and occupy these positions I don't think you're going to see this happen.
0: Thank you very much, Dr. Swami, and and viewers don't think that this thing about the selection of judges for a particular case is unique to India. Even in the United States, we do judge shopping, bench shopping <laughs> to to make sure that you are part, you have a better chance of winning. This is b- baked into human, uh, you know, psyche. Uh, but t- Dr. Swami, today. You know, India is now 1.4 billion, and every day we create Australia. Maybe now we create two Australia's because <laughs> <laughs> the sheer numbers are that high, and 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 something is going to give. See what happens is already you know this. Many states have what is called as the equivalent of kata panchayat in in uh, in yeah, uh, means, that means stick. Danda Dun, ah. panja ah. <laughs> and, and, and somebody yeah. enforces this
1: oh, footpath, footpath court,
0: <laughs> Yeah, footpath court. So somebody is enforcing it because he is physically intimidating you into submission. And yeah. and this is essentially one of the stages where the society is essentially disintegrating. Dr. Yes. Swami, uh, as an, uh, you know, all we can tell is that we have shown the problem and we are also suggesting a solution. I really, really would urge someone from the law ministry and also from the uh, the court system, Supreme Court or wherever, to kind of have some you know, thought process, get this thing, a little bit of manthan, let's lose some churn here and, and get this thing in place because everybody at the end of the day should feel that I will get my day in court because if you don't that, you're snatching away one of the most fundamental rights that the constitution gives you, isn't it, sir?
1: No, the issue is basically people must now vote. Uh, I mean, they have voted for me. I've been three times to Lok Sabha and, of course, Rajya Sabha is more (laughs) nicer way to come to Parliament. But uh, I've been three times to Rajya Sabha. But I don't, I think that if you put across to the people that, you know, you will come and do these things, these, these things in, in understandable terms people give you. But most of our campaigning is on caste, region, language, uh, you know, uh, 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 state after state. And uh, so I think uh, what we need is more and more people encouraged to enter politics. And uh, it'll take time because the insecurity of life, you never know when you're out uh, out on the street and when you're... In the thing, if you, so then if to fight an election, you need money. So then therefore you become corrupt because that's the fastest way to get money. And then if you want to run a party, you need money and therefore you become more corrupt. Uh, and then you see, it's it's like pouring ghee into fire. Uh, there's no saturation point for fire, you see. The more ghee you put in, <laughs> put in the fire, the more it will burn. So that's uh, the situation we have today. So I think, uh, like in uh, in the 1930s, a lot of intellectuals resigned from their positions and entered politics. And you know Stevenson, Douglas, so many other senators, you know, and Stevenson even in, in fact even uh, uh, you know reached the right. stage of, uh, yeah, of, uh, of uh, contesting for the president of the United States.
0: Adlai Stevenson, that's right. Adlai, yeah. Adlai
1: Stevenson. Um, um, Moynihan, he became Senator and become a very famous Senator. So uh, in America, you see a lot of that and the society is backing it too. And that kind of climate here yeah, today, you know, politics, you know, just stay away from these guys, you know, otherwise they'll, you, you, they get annoyed, then you're in trouble. And then you have to be a psychophant to get, be, get anywhere with them. You know, this kind of Degradation has uh, gone on, and it really started with uh, Jawaharlal Nehru. Who, the psychofancy was introduced by Jawaharlal Nehru, not by people like Patel or uh, Sebastian Drabos or even Gandhi, uh, but uh, by uh, and this Nehru family continued it, uh, and Sonia Gandhi's period being the worst. So. I think uh, we you know, don't expect the other side to do it. You don't expect politicians to do it. You be the politician. You be the change you want that, uh, that you want. You know, that, that kind of an attitude, it, it can be done. It will be done. I've seen and became very close to it after the emergency. But then again, we dissipated it dissipated it. So that's what is. India is a country of talent. <coughs> India has a long history of surviving, and I think uh, it requires, and I think the Shankaracharyas and all these, uh, they must also preach this and, you know, support people who come into politics, giving up their
0: careers. Dr. Swami, that was a very engrossing conversation and I thank you from the bottom of my heart because this takes time. I know what a meticulous person you are. You prepare for some of these things, spend considerable amount of time you know, making sure that the right points are brought out. I, I feel very inadequate when I'm asking some of this question. Then I always go back and say, should I ask a better quality of questions. That's a process. I'm still getting better at it. But, sir, thank you very much once again, viewers. We are sorry we can't take questions today. But I think the point that takeaway here is credit must be given where it is due. Because the person who does this thing, see, Dr. Swami is like a modern-day Rishi. He doesn't care whether somebody, you know, gives him praise or somebody writes him down because he knows this is it's doing some good for somebody. And and you know. This, but not everybody is in that kind of a state. You see, people yeah. are still, you know, they expect something. Oh, I did this thing for you. I mean, it starts even at a family level, Dr. Swami. Sometimes, yeah. you know, somebody sacrifices, <laughs> the others just snatch it and just go. So the, yeah. the thing is, you 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 hit the nail on the head. As a child, we need to tell the child, look, if somebody else does something better, be, be effusive about it. Give them the credit because sometimes you may not be able to uh, do the same thing as the other one does, but you may have some other talent. So this, this thing has to really grow from yeah. a very small, very early early years. And again, thank you very much, Dr. Swami. Viewers okay. will be back again with Dr. Swami two Tuesdays from now. Namaskar.